right, welcome back to the Lebanon House of Prayer podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to our podcast or or tell someone about our podcast. We've, we've had a, actually a lot of people just kind of reach out, really enjoying these podcasts. And so Jeremiah and I have been talking about things that we're seeing, things that we're dealing with, things that is so cool. Like you and I, I think you told me this when we were in college, but you're like, you know, we get to study things that we don't like, we don't have to be forced to study, right? Yeah. Like that was my problem with college. There was things I had to learn that I was like, I really don't want to learn this, yes. right? But, but now, since we're older, I guess I'm free, we're studying things that we want to learn yes. that are applicable to today. And so one of the things that you're going back and Jeremiah is studying currently is the Reformation. So tell me, why are you studying the Reformation and what is what, what are you studying in the midst of that? Well, I was reading a book and yeah. I, read, I read a lot and they were- yes, you are well read. Uh, they, yeah, I do, I, I do read. And do so read. they were um, talking about- um, well, actually, it led me to a, a podcast, which was all of these uh, reform formed guys, and they were like, uh, I don't know the name of the podcast. I can't remember what it was, but they were from like a couple of different universities. Um, probably should know that, but yeah. So, um, but first, what's reformed for those who are listening? Like, when you use the word reform, what does that mean? Well, um, which I know that's a long. Yeah. Answered, but so, so uh, try to summarize it's, it for it's us. the um, it's the theology that was developed um, at you know around uh, late 1300s through the uh, you know today, right. but it was it was the Protestant uh, Reformation, and they were calling for reform basically. Hmm. And um, once um, there was a kind of a, a clear separation, this big revival basically going on through Europe. Once a clear kind of establishment was, uh, you know, or a clear separation was established, um, the theology that Luther, you know, what he called for the reform in Catholicism became reformed theology. So okay. that's basically what that is. And the it's, reformed theology. Yeah. And then uh, it, that it continued to, the church continued to reform and uh, Arminius contributed and Wesley contributed. Yeah. And so then you had Wesley and Arminianism that surfaced out of Calvin, the Reformation. John Calvin. Yeah. So John Calvin was before, and he kind of like pinned down, pinned, pinned out, wrote out reformed yeah. theology. Okay. Got deeper things. So that's what reformed theology is. So all these reformed scholars, you know, Presbyterian. Um, yeah. Some you know, of the churches are, are, that would be reformed, like Presbyterian. Yeah. There's a reformed church. Yeah. Lutheran. Reformed, uh, Lutheran. Baptist, all those are all, all reformed. reformed. Mm -hmm. What are the big things in reform? So like if you said reformed theology, what's the difference between like reformed theology and where we're at, like in Wesleyan Arminianism? Because um, we're, you know, we're from Protestant, yeah. like Nazarene, Methodist, yeah. Yeah. that whole stream. Prevenient grace and sovereignty of God are the two big ones. Two big ones. Mm -hmm. Yep. Prevenient grace being that God the, is after us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the grace that goes before um that uh, limited, um, it really was, it buffered the rebellion and that God in his foreknowledge, which is where you right. get the sovereignty and predestination conversation, because that's, in order to talk about prevenient grace, you could have those, that conversation first. Yeah. But um, God prevented, um, you know, he foresaw and, and buffered man's sin, which he does today, obviously. Yeah. And um, uh, 
So his grace went before to maintain relationship and to mm. preserve. Oh, um, that's big. Yeah. So all that, and that's a huge conversation. And I, you know, and we do have to get to your sovereignty <laughs> of God yeah. stuff. Cause that is actually really good. Or yeah. your predestination stuff too. Yeah. That just, was really good. Yeah. Just what I studied, studied on that, but which obviously is from a Wesleyan stance, a stance, but I think it's, it was the reason I went back to the re, reason I went back into the reformation was because, um, I was watching this podcast in short yeah. and, um, they, it was the, you know, 500th year. Cause in, in, in 2017, you know, that was 500 years since, Re- since, Re- since Re- and that's yeah. when Luther nailed the thesis to the wall, yeah. right? Yep. Or yep. to the door. Yeah. And so, uh, you know what, it's been six years now, almost getting ready to be six years. And so, um, that's when, uh, yeah, Luther nailed his 95 thesis, but it really began about 150 years before that with Wycliffe and oh, Tim, I remember Tim you telling that. all those. I guys. mean, he went to the stake yes. for this. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and, and what it was is that, um, we were talking about this before here, before we started that, um, everybody, even in Catholicism, uh, realized the church, you know, needed some reform. I mean, they, um, if you, before Luther really dealt with, cause during, during the actual, um, you know, uh, kind of 95 thesis and original all the way up to the, you know, diet of worms at council debate. Um, he didn't, he didn't deal with like, uh, the whole purgatory issue. Right. Um, but, uh, he would later and, you know, he was dealing with the kind of level above that, which was the sale of indulgences to get people, you know, uh, out of purgatory quicker. Right. And so um, and the whole penance idea, yeah. right? Like that was penance. Yeah. They had just, you know, you, you still had sins of the flesh that had to be paid for. Okay. Right. And so they could be in there for thousands of years or whatever. So you could buy, you could give money to the church and indulgence and yeah. it would, it would, you know, what well, it was a phrase, um, a coin in the coffer rings, a soul from purgatory Springs was their mantra. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good phrase, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's catchy phrase. It's catchy phrase. Yeah. So marketing. Marketing. So, marketing on yeah. genius. So, there. um, you know, he was, but he, but he was, was dealing with that. Yeah, he was so he wasn't that. trying to bring out a whole separate religion in, in Catholicism. He was trying mm-hmm bring reformation yeah. to the errors of, which is what attracted me to studying it. And there's like so much, and I, I really had to sit back and said, okay, I, I do have, I'm a luxury. I don't have to pastor a church, preach every week. Right. So, uh, and I'm not in a university where I have schedules and classes and students and all of that. Right. So, I mean, I've got the dream job basically. Right. So I, but I do have a specific calling and I travel and speak and open to the, you know, leading the Holy spirit in each church, but I do get enormous amounts of time to, to read. Read. which I've got a limit cause I got to start writing. But yeah. Um, what I real, I couldn't go back and do a year study on, although it would be a blast to go back and relive that whole process through the eyewitnesses and their writings and then the biographies and then the historians, there's a lot of stuff on there. I mean, it's the, it's the, you know, the reformation is the most significant event in the church in the last 2000 years wow. beside Pentecost. <clears throat> Wow. Flat out where, where, where we're at today as a right. world. Right. I mean, as a world event, you can't separate this event from world history because mm. it changed countries It changed. I mean, England. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. but what really caught me was this Latin phrase ad fontes and it was back to the sources and what Luther, uh, I wanted to say this really quickly, what Luther, what attracted me to study was Luther. I can't remember the guy that he confessed to called the confessor right. and uh, he was really concerned about Luther because there was all kinds of criticism about Luther before he went to the university um, and started teaching, 
you know, that he was lazy and all of these mm. things. And his confessor was like, no, he's not. He's so burdened with, con, you know, guilt and mm. unforgiveness and I can never do enough and all of that, that he was just spending all of his time in penance. You know, in fact, it was hysterical. Like his, his confessor got to the point where it was like, he was going and confessing so much. He was like, stop, don't come unless you do something bad. You know, right. like he was, it was something crazy. Like a, go kill your, go kill your uh, family or something, go murder. And then right. come back and, you know, right. thing. Confess. and so his confessor said, Hey, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna send him to the university and yeah. have him study. Cause they thought he was theologically off basically. Yeah. And they wanted him to study the scripture. So, they, and they, he, he went and he taught at the university. He taught on Hebrews, Galatians, um, Romans, the Psalms. And he was, I think he was teaching on another one, but which you go look at those books, you know, it's all about coming out of the law and it's by grace you are saved. Yeah. You know, that's essentially those books. Right. And so, and the Psalms even, I mean, it's incredible all about relationship and intimacy. Yeah. And so Luther, uh, where, of course, what was the reformation grace alone, faith alone, scriptures alone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to the glory of God alone, all of those kinds of things. He was, that's where his theology came and he had, so this back to the sources idea wasn't just see the reform. Listen, <laughs> the Reformation was not just about theology. I get right. so tired of talking about theology with people. Right. The, the motivation for the Reformation was um, when he said back to the sources, it was about freedom. It was about a relationship with God. It mm -hmm. was about, um, you know, the gospel, the yeah. good news. And, and, yeah. and, and Luther wrote about that. Now, again, I haven't went back and read all of Luther's stuff, right. but from what I get from the secondhand reading stuff, you know, and the history, even, even the history books is that, um, you know, he's, he's talking, he's desiring for the relationship. He's desiring for a church, an ecclesia. He's desiring for an ecclesia, a fellowship yeah. uh, of people with God that they had in the first century. So he was really wanting to go back to a first century church. Now that's back, big today. Yeah. Going back to the first century church. Yeah. That's what we're all doing. See, that's right. a reform. That's a, ref, that's a, that's a reformation period thinking. Yeah. And, um, and, and in the time in which, you know, they were, uh, all this was taking place and this rise of humanism. And, and so it's just, there's a mat, there's a massive stuff to talk about there. But, right. um, what really intrigued me about the reformation is this, and I call it a revival because obviously if you look, it wasn't just Germany, it was Germany, France, Italy, all yeah. these different places throughout, um, uh, England, all the, all throughout Europe that like God was just moving and, and, you know, they were, they were wanting to come back to an ecclesia, which is what we tra how we translate the word church. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it needed reformed it, yeah. that it wasn't what it was in the beginning. And I see people, I, I see people talking like that today Yeah, in books or that are, that are written on every level. I mean, from the university down to the pastor to yeah. what we're preaching is that we're really coming back saying, what are we doing? It's gotta be more than just showing up to church on Sunday. Yes. And so like, I'm going to meet with a guy this afternoon, we're going to go right. play disc golf yeah. and he's a young kid, yeah. got all these questions and he's, he's been asking me, he's reading the book of Enoch, all this yeah. kind of stuff, you know, and he's reading all he, he's, he's, and he's one day he's, he has all these theological questions yeah. and I'm just going to be like, I don't care. Right. <laughs> that right. is, do you know him? Right. Do you know him? 
Do yeah. you stinking know the person? Because if you don't know the person and walk with the person, yeah. none of the, this is all crap, the rest of it. Right. I mean, it's really essentially what it comes to. If you don't have a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus, you don't have anything. And that's what I loved about Luther, because Luther went mm. to the university and, and, and he realized, you know, the depth of, 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 of God's desire for relationship with us. That's, that's what sparked a all movement. The, right. It wasn't a theological right. argument. It wasn't a, a new book. It wasn't a new teaching. It yeah. was it was the good news of the gospel, what it means for me. That sparked a fire that changes today. I think that's what's going to change our churches. That's what we mean by revival. Right, right. And that's a, so we know the Reformation was from God. So it wasn't just Luther because we see yes. the fruit of it. We yes. see 500 years. And we years see 150 of, years before. Right. Like and what Wycliffe? Yeah, yeah. Wycliffe, Tyndale. They were all Hess, saying that, I think he's house or whatever. Yeah, they uh, were all saying the same thing, right? All of them. Everybody was sensing God was just like, there's more, there's, there's more. more. And what's crazy is, is um, with regards to this reformation, and we should talk about this new apostolic reformation. Yes. That, we're we're going to do a whole podcast on okay. that, right? Yeah, we can do okay. that. Time. Yeah. So we got time. Do so, that next. But what's so significant about this reformation is you get to all the way up to Calvin. And these guys were awesome. Yeah. Like people talking about, you know, how, I don't know, people talk. I just don't listen to people. <laughs> you don't listen to people. That's, <laughs> that, that's the solution. <laughs> so people say, why are you an introvert? Have you, have you <laughs> been to the mall? You know? <laughs> so, um, but you, you look all the way up through the reformation. There were things that like really began to surface in Wesley's ministry, yeah. which were a, again, a product of his encounter with the Moravians, you yeah. know, on the ship. On the it ship, was, yeah. yeah. And then it was, it was throughout the United States, uh, mm. when he, when he was coming over here to minister, you know, in kind of like England was not, you know, the Puritans, all this kind of stuff yeah, was going Anglican. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was coming over here and, and, uh, um, you know, he's preaching. There was, there was miracles and signs and wonders and de- that stuff wasn't going on in Luther's day. Mm. So there was this progression. And again, it's this back to the sources, not back to the, 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 you know, the, the, yeah. the scholarly writings. It was back to, this is the ecclesia in the early church. Cause this, this is what was, like. this is what the fellowship looked like. This is what the body of Christ looked like. This is what freedom looked like, how they were living, transforming their cities and world. And they were rediscovering that over a period. And wow. it was in stages. It was, it was from all the early reformers up through Calvin and then, then Arminius and Wesley. And there's a lot more obviously than those yeah. guys, but and there was things that were discovered under Wesleyan Arminianism that were kind of flushed out. Yeah. Um, and, and as you begin to grow forward, you know, you have, and I think we're still rediscovering what, and it took, I mean, what, 900 years we were under Catholicism in the dark ages. Yeah. And then for the last, what, 500 years since the reformation, 500 and actually like five and a half years. Right. But, um, we have, we're re, I think we're still rediscovering I think God is, 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 is allowing us to rediscover what, you know, the early church in Ephesus, like the daily, the daily life style of a Christian there. And that's what I'm after, Chad. That's, that's honestly what I'm after. Because we see, we see those guys and how they influence people and yeah. actually brought transformation to the world around them. Absolutely. They right. Did. Absolutely. I, they did. So whenever they're, whenever, whenever God needs reformation to the church. And I, I remember um, a good friend of mine, would say that he said there was always skid, like you look through church history history he said god would use always use schism to balance the church back yeah. so like when the church gets too theological or it gets too you know corporate institution business like yeah. 
There'd and be a schism a, that would kind of yeah, bring and that. There's thing a healthy back. balance there because, you know, there is healthy. We, we need scholars. I'm not. See, yeah, it's interesting. People come up to me and say, "Oh, you know Greek?" I not really. Right. You know, I um, I learned to utilize the Greek language. Yeah. So you have to know what an aorist tense verb is. I mean, you do. Right. You need to know what a perfect tense verb is. You need to know how a genitive functions in a sentence. But you can know that and not know Greek. I don't. Right. I'm not Bill Mounts, nor do I want to be Bill Mounts. I, I, that's not my call. If I worked in a seminary, was working with ancient text uh, yeah. all day long and was on the different kind of translation boards, then yeah, I would know Greek, but that's not what I'm called to do. So I need scholarship in my studies because you can get, you can get way off obviously. Right. And, and, and I, le- I had to learn about hermeneutics. I had to learn about you know, coming back to the text and looking at things in context. And, you know, one of the most difficult, like today we have denominations uh, that are drifting towards whether it's homosexuality, whether Mm -hmm. it's women in ministry. I mean, there's a number of, of of like strong positions based off of uh, reading the text as an American yeah. Or even as a, a, a reformed generation rather than as a first century Entry. Jew that was right. familiar with Judaism. Right. So, so uh, instead of reading like a 21st yeah. century text, yes. like we're reading yeah. like a book we've written today, yes. you're talking this stuff. Is- you have to look at it in context. So my son was asking me about, yeah. you know, women in their culture and, you know, that if a woman prays with her head uncovered and he's like, so what does that mean? You know, I mean should I not wear a hat? And I was just like, yeah, this is, and you will go to places where you wear a hat when you pray, you're in trouble, right? Right. Or you walk into the church (laughs) and wear a hat, you know, but most of that's actually military. That's so cultural. military because they took their hat off. So there's academics over here. But the problem is, is that the church, listen, the church, people come to church on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. This is a, it's, it's actually poor academics, but it's still on the academic side of things in terms of structure and routine and disciplines. Yeah. And all of those are super important, but that doesn't make you Christian. That is what helps us understand what Christian Christianity actually is. And then we live it out. So people come, I go to church on Sunday. Yeah. I don't do bad things, um, which is oftentimes determined by determined by our culture, yeah. uh, you know, and I, I only do good things and, um, you know, I believe who he is. But that in itself is not Christianity because they're not experiencing transformational living. Yeah. I I meet that all the time. So this guy that I'm going to go play disc golf with, he's going to want to talk about all the academics, which one, he's not ready. Right. You need to go read something and not just watch YouTube videos, but big deal. Yes. That's a big deal. The second one is, do you know the guy? Do you know him? Right. Right. So I, I, I've been bringing this up. I had a guy that brought me up, uh, brought up in a conversation. I don't know if I've even told you this, uh, the guy that questioned me on, um, Noah, his wife, his three sons and their wives. Did I yeah. tell you about this? Ah! You didn't tell me. So he comes up to me and he's like, I'm sitting at a Starbucks. I'm studying. And he sees, I'm. it's like, you know, got my uh, stuff there and he sees the scripture and he's, are you a Christian? And I was like, yeah, I didn't totally sense the trap. It was a trap. Right. And he said, um, you Christian. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I got a question for you. Okay, maybe you can answer it. And I was like, I, I don't know, maybe he said, um, so Noah and his wife and three sons and their wives, who's knowledgeable, get off the ark. And they're the only ones alive on the planet. And then I begin to sense, where's he going with this? And yeah. I said, yeah. And he goes, so African Americans came from Noah. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. You could tell. He's like, Native like- Americans came from Noah. Chinese people came from Noah. 
-hmm. And I started laughing. I said, yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? He goes, yeah, like he got me. And I was like, but do you know him? Yeah. And he kind of looked at me and I was like, he's a person, dude. He's, He's a, a person. And he wanted to go, he immediately wanted to go right back in theology. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said, I'm in theology. Yeah. See, before you, the person will explain that. Yeah. And then I, I started telling him, well, this is what I've seen, man. I was just at this rival, this lady, yeah. dude, her <laughs> leg was healed and all this. And he was just like, all right, I really, all right, I'm and, out I, here. and I called him out. I was like, total jerk. I like fall into his chair. I was like, you want to brought this up. You want right. to trap me. Now, do you really want to know? Or are you just being a jerk? Right. And then people are like, Hey, calm down. And I was like, what? I'm the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not your typical yeah, yeah, the, kind of contained yeah. Christian, you know, no. I don't mind. But that's what you're saying. Like the reformation brought about reformation, right? And whenever we talk about theological things that don't bring about reformation, we're not a part of the reformation. Right. And we're beginning to see that. And, yeah. and I it, like what Luther's he's like, it's, it's really about, Yes. Let's go back to the he source. He was not into act. He was not into he correcting the academics of Catholicism for the sake of academics. Right. He and was I'm like, not, I'm not interested in arguing over your theology for what? Right. So you can be right theologically. So this is a good time to tell people don't do that on your Facebook post. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I tell don't, me. I, it's, it's, you know what? In fact, I would go as far as to say it's okay if someone is off theologically as long as they love Jesus and That's are demonstrating it. a free lifestyle because they'll come to the correct conclusion. Is it lead them there? Isn't that good? It's person-centered. Ah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's good. So I, oh. I love it when I get attacked by these, shouldn't probably say, <laughs> these certain guys in my own tribe, and they're accusing me of all these theological positions when they're just filled with hate. Right. They they're did. filled well, with hate. Did. Yeah. yeah there's these be. Nazarene groups, man, on Facebook. Yeah. They're filled with slander and hate. And it's like they, it breaks my heart because they like, they're like, this is our call. I'm like, your call is, yeah, it's to maintain the, no, no, no. Your call is to critique and slander. I know another guy like that yeah, in scripture. That's true. Well, and it's interesting, you know, Paul said, beware of false teachers, but he never said, call them out and make a public post of yeah, them and all that yeah, stuff. They, so it's like, we're not demon hunters. We're not false teacher hunters. Right. He's beware and they come, send them on their way, yeah. you know, and expose them. I get all that, yeah. but boy, there's, there, there's some, there's like, I, I'm not in And that's why I love about you. And I, I do. I love what you're doing here in Lebanon. Um, you know, you're technically, you're still ordained as an evangelist, I think, church century, and you're on this special assignment, uh, walking close with your district. And, um, but you're, you're, you're drawing the churches together here in, in Lebanon to pray and seek city transformation. And it's an interdenominational work. Yeah. And I love the fact that you have people that have, you know, they, they come here, they're not Nazarene, you no. know, they <laughs> actually go to other churches yeah. and, uh, and they're praying. Yeah, we're just praying. I know it's we're like, praying. We're Spover City, and, and there are some people in this town look to me and said, "You're going to hell." I'm like, right. I know, but before I get there, <laughs> I do you think you we can pray together for the city? You They're think like, we can no. bring reformation to the city? <laughs> I know, I know, and that's such a that's such an interesting. But it's the I believe it's like what you're getting ready to talk about. Like we're going to talk about this in in another podcast. God is reforming the Western culture, church. Like you flat out. There's, it's it. flat out. There's no doubt. There is. And we all have sensed it. Everybody who's been out has sensed this new, you know, scripture, wineskin, new thing God is stepping us into. And it's, it's going to bring reformation that will bring lasting fruit, which that's exciting to me because, you know, you and I have been around now for a while. And so we're like, you know, and we talk about this, you know, we don't promote on anointing, right? Or no. giftings. No, we do we not. We promote on character. Why? Because character is going to bring fruit. Right? Yes. And so, we know, hey, we're not into the new flashy thing. 
We're looking for fruit. We're looking for reformation. That's the new apostolic. We need to talk about that. (laughs) It's next. Well, stay tuned for for our next podcast. We love you guys. Thanks for jumping on to Al Hop, the podcast. We love you. Hey, Siri, I'm doing a podcast. I will call you later. Oh, my word. Siri, you are no use at all. Potato in the podcast. Call after. (laughs)